Hello everyone, welcome back. In this episode, we are featuring Scott Opato, or Scott, a longtime member of the community, somebody that I've played games with on and off, and my new, one of my new teammates for the upcoming IGL split. This one was really enjoyable. We talked about a really good amount of stuff. We talked about fundamentals, motivation in the game, how to get into working on the things that you have to work on the things that you feel like you have to work on as opposed to the things that you want to work on. It was just a really good episode. I think you're really going to enjoy this one. So here we go. All right, Scott, why don't you tell me a little bit how you got into Rocket League? Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, I played on Xbox for, geez, probably about a thousand hours um with my cousin a couple irl friends um just just mad ball chasing the whole time um yeah i i think we started my cousin originally said to me hey there's this really cool game it's got a, uh, it's got rockets on the cars and you can you can drive around and boost yourself like crazy and uh and i was like that sounds really stupid <laughs> and uh, little, little did I know, here I am, uh, you know, 3,500 hours later, um, you know, still hooked. But uh, yeah, it all started just uh, just a friend trying out a new game and uh, and telling me to, to check it out. And do you, hopefully you have the right answer to this. Do you still use an Xbox controller? <laughs> um. I yes, I, I do. I use a uh, much to your chagrin, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I use a Elite Controller Two version two or whatever. Okay, uh, so the newest one then. Yes. Yeah. With, okay. With the paddles on the back, I only use two of the four paddles though. Right. I use a back left paddle for boost, and then back right paddle is my free air roll. Oh, so you use a back pedal? So what finger is that then? Uh, my left middle finger and my right middle finger. Oh, so your middle fingers are on the back there. Okay. Yeah. Which honestly, if I could do it all over again, I would not be playing Rocket League with the back paddles. I feel like my my pointer finger on my right hand, like you know, right bumper or R one, should be your boost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just I've tried many times to try and and retrain my brain but the uh the muscle memory is just there and i just constantly go back to it yeah that's kind of what i was uh, not the same but kind of the same about what i was talking about in the last episode that i did on my own i was talking about air roll left and starting to work on that and my hesitation with working on that is that my aerials are going to get so bad and i just don't want to take the huge step backwards to take the step forward. I hear that. I hear that. What is, what's your air roll, uh, left on triangle on. triangle. Okay. Yes. So I have triangle is air roll left and then circle is air roll right. So I have both of them bound and I use both of them. Uh, I have also been considering getting rid of just like the normal air roll so that I only have air roll left and air roll right. But I haven't pulled the trigger, no pun intended, on that either yet. Mo much because of the same reasons of everything else. Like it, 
you know, the discomfort of relearning something is not greater than the pain of maybe not doing it the most efficient way possible. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I'm convinced that just using arrow left or arrow right is the most efficient. Sure. They say it takes. Do you use any of those? Uh, I have air roll right and air roll left, both bound, um, uh, right bumper and left bumper for, for each. Oh, okay. Yeah. I barely use air roll left, uh, in rare situations, maybe an air roll shot here or there. Will I use air roll left? Um, mm-hmm. air roll right is my, my go-to. Got it. But then do you also use normal air roll? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I actually use a combination. I have, uh, X, or I guess it's square on a PlayStation controller. Sure. And uh, and then my back paddle are both free air roll. So I have the double bind. Okay. Um, and it's honestly just in the moment, like what I would feel most comfortable using. Sure. Uh, I'll use. Definitely. Muscle memory is a huge key to this game. That's for sure. Yeah. So where are you, where are you right now rank wise? Uh, I am currently... Uh, Champ three div two in twos. Um, I have fallen to champ one div four in threes after getting grand champ for the first time last season. Mm. And I, I mean, I feel like there are all kinds of GCs spread throughout threes. But you, what do you play primarily? Um, I would say threes, threes primarily. Okay. Um, I'll play some twos here and there. Um, I was big into ones uh, during season one, season one, season two. Um, but that, that's kind of fallen off. Mm-hmm. It's just so tough to continually play ones <laughs> mindset wise. Emotionally and mentally. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think the difference is right now in threes? How much threes have you played this season? Because it's still pretty new this season. So, like, what is the difference for you right now in between being GC at the end of last season and being champ one right now? Um, I think playtime um, and, and playtime with consistent uh, other players, like, you know, teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, I think season one, season two, season three, I was playing with primarily the same, you know, three to three to six players. Three, six friends. Um, I had an IGL team, uh, Indie Gaming League team, and we would play. We would have uh, we would have replay reviews as a team, which I think was so beneficial um, to just go over your replays with your teammates and to be able to hear what they were thinking in the moment um, and what they think in general as as you're playing and trying to remember what you were thinking in that moment as well. Um, and just, it's so helpful to get an understanding of what your teammates are doing and then to continually play with those people. It just, it's so helpful. And so this season has been mostly like solo queuing. Yeah. A lot of solo queuing this season. Um, and just, uh, not, not as competitive. Um, Mm. I've just, I've been having a lot of fun playing casual in-house games. Um, and uh, recently started playing a bunch of custom maps with friends. We set that up, me and a bunch of friends, and we've been playing custom maps. We play Quidditch from time to time. There's like a water polo game, some some really fun stuff. Mm. 
So just not quite as hard on the grind competitively ranked wise. Yeah. That's yeah, fair. I'd say so. That's fair. And you know, when I have two or three days where I'm not playing at all and then coming back, it's there's definitely some rust that you have to kick off. So coming from a casual match or just something where you're messing around trying to get back into ranked can be a bit of a jolt. Totally. Totally. I I actually think the uh to build off that, the custom apps Quidditch is we play like a boomer mode Quidditch. Mm-hmm. I know I think in one of the last two episodes you were talking about how you were playing boomer mode with some friends and you were talking about just the the hits that you're going for and that are so helpful because it's the ball's moving faster and, and you're trying to read these touches that you're not normally reading in a regular game. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so helpful. Uh, and Quidditch is the same thing. Like that ball's just bouncing off walls and you're you're going for everything super fast. And if you're able to read those, then when you get into a game 3v3, it's it's almost like it's slow motion for you so that's it is that's really it, been helpful it is definitely beneficial on learning the reads and and i think you know gaining a better control of your car and the momentum and what it takes to be able to make those reads faster like as you're as you're getting better so i i definitely think that helps but then also going into playing with random people uh is is a complete, you know, shock to the system after doing something like a bunch of boomer mode, whatever, or private matches with the same people, you know, sure. I think when you're playing six mans or when you're playing private matches with friends, everybody is a little bit more conscious of what everybody else is doing. Whereas solo queue is like, well, what am I doing? You know, what do I want to do? And those are two very different worlds. Do you think you can expand a little bit on maybe differences that you see in those games? Like, since there hasn't been that big of a difference in time, did you get GC at the end of the last season with people, or was that solo queuing as well? Uh, I solo queued up to about C3 Div 3. I think I might have touched Div 4. Um and then a couple of my friends uh, and I just one night hopped in a lobby and, and just went on like a six game win streak. And I got it that night. I had previously, like probably two or three weeks earlier, gotten GC in Snow Day um, and actually gotten all of my rewards in Snow Day. So all I had to do was touch GC in threes, which is what I did that night. Mm-hmm. So did you, we'll, we'll do the big reveal. The reveal isn't the word that I'm thinking of, but we're kind of laying it all out there. Did you actually win any GC games? Wow. I didn't know you were going to put me on the spot like that. I, I... we put people here <laughs> on the spot here in the infinite boost podcast. Um, Pulling no punches. I, th- I think I did not win a single game in GC, but you made it there. That's all that matters, right? That's that. Look, that's more than I can say. Like, I, I'm not trying to make you look bad because no, no pictures on the scorecard, no pictures on the title, right? Yeah, I have never touched GC since you know the beginning of all the free play season. So, what? Who am I to critique you for not winning any games? I was just curious because, <laughs> as you were saying that, I remembered that you got all your wins playing Snow Day. 
And I was kind of curious if you were going to say anything about that or not, because when we first started talking about it, I couldn't remember it all. So, I mean, at least you got there, right? You got there, you got, you got the title. Uh, who cares about how you got it? Because there's still 99% of the player base that has not, that did not get, you know, that season three grand champ title. So who cares what it looks like exactly? exactly. So moving forward, uh, you know, we are moving into the IGL season here in a couple weeks, which is one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on just to, you know, uh, share the stage a little bit with a, with a current slash future teammate. What do you, what do you feel like the things are that, uh, you really need to work on or would like to see improve in your game over the next couple of weeks, over the next three, four weeks? Um, consistency um pretty basic answer there but it's so important uh consistency and then defensive rotations for me are always something that i struggle with um just knowing when to go and knowing when my teammates are gonna go um always something i struggle with and i think that just comes with reps and and play time together um and and knowing what your teammates are capable of and I think that's why the solo queue is so, uh, it's so difficult to rank up solo queuing once you hit a certain point because you have to not rely on your teammates, but you have to rely on yourself trusting your teammates. Mm-hmm. And I, I struggle with that for sure. Trusting teammates. Yeah. Why do you struggle trusting teammates? Um, I mean, I would love to say they just never hit the ball, right? But uh, I think we <laughs> both know that's not true. Yeah. I feel like maybe it's it's a a scarred past from uh, from from teammates of yesteryear. Let me ask you this: how does how does not trusting your teammates get you in trouble in solo queue games? Uh just the double commits, the triple commits even. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty solid about rotating back post, I, th- I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just when I get there, I always struggle not breaking and holding and waiting for that teammate that's ahead of me in rotation to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, I like speed, and I think that comes from my first thousand hours of just pure ball chasing in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I'm going fast, why would I want to stop? Why would I want to slow down? Um, so I think that's definitely something that I can work on there. Do you, cause I, I feel like there are, there are always those feelings that everybody has in rocket league, especially around our rank and lower. And I haven't spent a lot of time in GC, so I don't necessarily know that it correlates, there are certain situations that everybody gets them in that usually results on them getting scored on. Like there are times that I feel on a very consistent basis that I get scored on when I make a consistent mistake. Do you feel like you uh, get scored on a lot when you are like double committing, when you're maybe going a little bit earlier 
than you should or when you don't necessarily need to go in a play because you don't trust a teammate? I feel like the most times I get scored on is when I am last man back and I'll go for a 50 straight vertical on the field, just looking right at the opponent's goal. And I'll just go for a 50 at like full speed. Um, and I know better. I, I know that I should, you know, shadow my way back and wait for a teammate's help. Um, but see ball, hit ball, you know, <laughs> activates. And uh, and yeah, I, w- I would say that is... That's one time I, I pretty much always get scored on, which makes sense. Do you think that is your one's tendencies coming out at all? Yeah, um, that's a good thought. Because when I play ones, I play... I, I kind of pride myself in ones on trying to not let the opponent know what it is that I'm going to do. I, I will challenge differently every single time or try to um so you know for uh, the first minute of the game i'll challenge absolutely every ball and make him think that i'm just gonna you know monkey like crazy all over the field and then for the next minute and a half i'll i won't challenge anything i'll shadow i'll fake the whole time um and i feel like in threes i don't think that way at all Hmm. i think it's it's my turn to go in rotation I go. <laughs> it's just seeing it's it's funny that you said that and I've said this in the past that I am almost more hesitant and I feel like I'm getting better at actually making my challenges when it's appropriate uh but I tend to hold back more than just go. So walk walk through how you determine when it is your opportunity or when it's your time to go, like, how do you figure that out? Uh, because I, and it might just be that everybody looks at these kinds of things differently. So how do you process those things for yourself to determine, all right, this is my time to go. I'm going. Um, definitely keeping an eye on, on both teammates as best you can. Um, I, I will, I will try to note, you know, in that, you know, short instant that you have to decide whether or not you're going is, you know, I've got one teammate in the far corner going for boost, you know, what's he going to do? He's probably rotating out because the boost isn't there. Um, So he's either going to go back for mid or grab some pads on the way back. But my other teammate is behind me and I'm not sure how close he is. So it's most likely my ball to go for, um, I'm probably going to go. My deciding factor is usually whether or not the ball is crossing midfield and will I have to cross that vertical midline field or midfield line um, to go for that ball. Um, Yeah, I would say that's usually a dependent factor. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So when you have an opportunity on the ball. One thing that I've been thinking a lot about in my own games is effectiveness of touches, like trying to create multiple touches, take possession of the ball. Is that something ever that you consider? Like, what is your thought process when it is your opportunity to go the ball? And obviously, like, 
it depends on what the situation is. Is it ever like, I'm going to try and create a possession out of this. Walk me through like your different kind of scenarios, maybe a couple of different scenarios and how you might be looking at those. Like if you're actually having to challenge to stop a forward progress when the other team has it, or maybe when you do have an opportunity to look at an air dribble or a dribble or something like that, what you're, what you kind of run down through your mind. Yeah. Um, I would say it's, it's definitely situational. Um, like for example, off kickoff, if I'm seeing that ball go up the wall, um, I'm more than likely trying to go for an air dribble if I'm coming from the back corner. Um, or if I, you know, see the kickoff squirt to the right or to the left and I'm heading that way and I can grab the mid boost and go, um, and I'll, I'll check, you know, rotate my camera and see if a teammate's going forward or not, or, or listen for their call out. Um, but yeah, I, I like to, I think in the last probably thousand hours, 500 to a thousand hours, I've really started to play the low fifties, the, the fakes, the, the possession game, uh, more so in threes. Um, and and really work on, I would say, just trying to beat one player and then essentially let my teammates help me out from there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just beating one guy. I mean, technically, that's all you got to do. And then let your teammate beat a guy and then let your last teammate score the goal um, in a perfect world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think it's, it's very beneficial to to take it slow at times. Um, but you can't just always take it slow. You gotta, you gotta switch it up. Um, and you gotta go fast sometimes. And, and I'm a, I like to, uh, I like to go for crazy shots in casual. (laughs) I'll go for stuff that I know I can't hit and I don't even know the mechanics for them, but uh, it doesn't mean I'm not going to try it. Cause that's, that's how you, that's how you learn. That's how you, that's get how you learn. Yeah. Um, and depending on, I mean, that's how you learn what you, uh, you should or should not do. <laughs> <laughs> so you said, you mentioned it, uh, briefly when you, and when you were talking about watching out for teammates in terms of like, when you go and how you determine those things, do you use your camera stick at all? Or like, how do you look around the field? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Joystick to, uh, to look around. I'll use that. Cause I'm just starting to try, I haven't ever used it much, but I've been trying to, you know, be more aware of what things look like on the field so I can make proper and better rotations and stay closer to the play and in good places. And so I'm trying to use my right. I've been spamming, uh, ball cam like i've i've just been spamming that turning it off and on Mm -hmm. uh just to like try and gain awareness but instead of that i am trying to use the right stick a little bit more and it feels very uncomfortable at times so you you do that a lot you would say consistently i i think i i use it more than i should and i actually in one of my uh one of our replay reviews uh, last season for IGL, um, I actually mentioned that to the to the guy that was coaching us is that I, I feel like I use um, 
I switch between ball cam, car cam, and I use my uh, right joystick too much that I'm actually not focused on the ball enough. I'm more focused on like field awareness. And, uh, and he was saying that, no, that it's great that you're doing that. You know, that you, you know more about the field than your opponents and that's the goal. So Hmm. you should keep doing that and you should learn to do that better. What, what do you think the detriment would be of having that awareness or why, why would you say something that you're, you're focusing too much on that? Um, I, I think maybe focusing on it too much isn't the right way of saying it. I think like I'll switch as, when I'm going back for boost, for example, um, if I'm going all the way back for boost, um, I will at times stay on uh, car cam too long mm. and then the ball has already been, you know, shot towards our goal and I'm a split second late when I switch back to ball cam and that ball's already on its way to our goal and then I'm yes. late. Um, so I think it, it's, and I, and I try to work on this in game and it's just as soon as you're lined up and headed for that boost, switch back to ball cam so that you are back watching exactly where it's going and just know that you're headed for that boost and, and don't touch your joystick. Yes. That, that could certainly be an issue where you kind of take yourself out of the game just a little bit too long. And, you know, especially in our ranks, there can be a poor challenge, which can lead to a pinch that just always sends the ball rifling towards your net and, then there's maybe not anything you can do about it anyways. But uh, yeah, having having that car cam on just a little bit too long can cause some troubles on a consistent basis. So I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about you trying mechanics uh, that are crazy or that you don't normally do. Like how much time do you spend in free play or training packs, things of that nature, working on stuff? Um, I would say it varies. Um, day to I guess day, let me week. let me frame that differently. Like sure. as you've been ranking up, as you have been improving, because uh, if you know your play time is down a little bit, then we don't want to go so hyper focused. But getting up to the champ three. And even like when you were working your way up to GC over the past couple seasons, how, how would you say you were splitting up your time, uh, in, in game time and then training? Sure. Uh, I don't think I touched free play or custom training until I was diamond. Um, which would have been season, geez, season seven or eight. Uh, I started season three originally and then took a couple of breaks came back so season eight or season nine i would say um maybe 1500 hours in was when i finally started to realize custom training and free plays is really helpful (laughs) um i don't do free play um as much as i do custom training uh just because i feel my custom training is a better way to focus on what I want to work on. Whereas free play, it's just, I don't know, my ADHD kicks in and I'm, I'm working on one thing and then it's instantly, I want to go for that ceiling shot or something. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so a custom training is just way more helpful for me to just try and hammer down one shot or, or one type of shot. Um, recently I've been working on, uh, I think it's squishies pack, um, a little bit of everything shot four where the ball just sort of bounces in front of you and you go, you go up for an aerial and I try and get that first touch and then continue an air dribble from there. Um, that's what I've been working on recently, but to answer your question, I, I would say probably 20% of my playtime in the game these days is, is custom training, maybe 10% free play. And then the rest is just either casual or ranked games or custom games. Mm-hmm. What do you feel are some training packs that have led to the biggest benefit in your improvement? Um, that might be the easiest question you ask me. Uh, <laughs> the I, I love this the squishiest little bit of everything. Um, it really is just a little bit of everything. And uh, there's another one. Uh, I think it's called Self Set Backboard Consistency. Um, it's it's just a, a double tap, uh, sort of like the double tap playground. I think mm-hmm. weight proteins double tap playground. Um, just sort of like that different angles. And then the one that I originally got hooked on that made me look into custom training more often than not was, uh, it's called redirects V one, um, mm. by Cochorino Ryu. Oh, okay. Um, and it's just a bunch of, you know, hard passes from your end and you just go up for the redirects. Um, and most of them are, are fast aerials that you have to go for them. And, uh, and just working on, on air roll and, and going up for shots. I, I think that was what sort of took me from the diamond three to the, to the champ champ two, champ three region was just working on that pack. Mm. If you were going to work on a training pack right now, or if you were going to really hone in on something that you feel would take your game to the next level, what do you think that would be right now? Um, I wish it was something fun, like uh, a ceiling, you know, redirect pack or something like that. Um, but honestly, I feel like the training packs that I need to work on most are the, you know, gold plat. You shouldn't miss these training packs because I feel like more often than not, those are the shots that I'm missing the most in game. Um, the ones that I shouldn't miss. Um, mm-hmm. And those those are the ones that are not fun to work on in training packs. And and I think that's where or why I struggle with, with those sometimes because they're just not as fun to work on. Um, whereas going for the the ceiling double tap uh, is, is way more fun. <laughs> what do you what do you find not fun about working on those shots um they feel repetitive to me basic um i think i think i have a stigma about i'm at this rank or i'm at this level i've I've played the game for 3500 hours i should be able to do these things um 
but uh, I mean, clearly I, I need to work on them. Um, I don't know, probably, probably a time thing too. Yeah. Like if, if I'm going to play the game, you know, I have so many other responsibilities in life. I'm older. Um, so it's like, how much time do I really want to sit down and, and work on, you know, basic air roll sh- or basic, yeah, basic air roll shots or mm-hmm. you know, anything like that. And I, I, I think what you're saying about stigma is really fascinating as well, because I don't think you're alone in that thinking that I should be able to do this. Like why do you, do you think there go into that? If, if you would be open to it just a little bit more about how you, how you feel about those types of things, because I don't think you're alone in that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, I think everyone has their own opinion about honestly honestly like everyone's rank everyone's skill when they're playing just a regular solo queue game you know this guy i'm better than this guy or or that guy's clearly better than me like i'll think those things um just from seeing him control his car for 10 seconds um and, and i think getting out of that mindset is like a, a really fast track way of of getting better and, and progressing because it, it really doesn't matter if one other player is better than you or you're better than one other player. Like there's three players on the field and you got to work with them. Uh, so it, you're only as good as the unit. And uh, and if you can work with the other two players, it, it truly doesn't matter, you know, that you you know, can't do a 45 degree flick or you can't, you know, go up and and hit a double tap or something like that. It's if you can pass him the ball and he can hit it, then fantastic. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, there's something to be said about how well, even going back all the way to the very beginning of what you said like is is your biggest shortcoming or what you feel you struggle with the most is consistency being able to hit a shot and i go back to this pack all the time because even now you know i could i could spend time in that pack and really hone in my the intricacies of the touches or the shots that i'm trying to make is that gold to platinum skills shots and and really really lock those in and even over even today after practicing those again last week for a couple of days for a couple of hours here and there i was able to hit some goals today that i you know feel is a direct correlation to me practicing those shots and you know here i am sitting at champ 3 trying to make a push into grand champ and I'm working on this gold to platinum. And just because that pack is labeled gold to platinum, it adds this level of like, Oh, well then I'm too good for this. Even though if you really lock in on the complexity that you can add to a shot, you know, it, it really is something that a lot of champ level players could get something out of. Um, I, I think 
the one thing I, I'm very curious, you know, when something seems simple or let me ask you this, what, what do you think is so enjoyable about trying to hit a ceiling shot double tap as opposed to being able to slam the ball into the net consistently like and accurately what why did those thing why does one bring you excitement and one doesn't um i i mean it's, i think it's got to be the, just the difficulty level right like going back to you know playing call of duty like if you're playing the campaign in call of duty and you're playing on easy uh, it's not as rewarding as if you're playing on veteran difficulty and you and you beat the game like it's it's more of a challenge to go for the harder shots and, and it's more rewarding when you hit them um I, I guess it comes down to whether or not you you want the reward of winning the game or you want the reward of you know hitting that one shot in a game where you lose you know seven to one <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah and, and i think that's that's maybe not a, a constant struggle um but it, definitely something that I'll think about if I'm down for nothing in a game, I'm, I'll just go, I'll go for stupid stuff. Sure. <laughs> and so I, I will say I, I feel a little bad kind of your holding your feet to the fire on this one. Do you feel like you hit all of your ground shots exactly how you would want to, even let's say six out of 10 times. Probably not. Probably closer to three or four out of 10. Depends on, on where on the ground. If but, yeah, no, go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say, I mean, somewhere between that, that four to six range. I think, I think is, is fair. I think, let me take that a step further. How many times do you have a shot on goal where you do not hit it precisely enough where, you know, we all watch those squishy videos where he's like, Oh, I'm going to hit this top left. And then he hits it exactly where he wants it to. And he scores a goal. But then there's, you know, the people like us that get that same opportunity and we dink it along and it, you know, maybe goes to the bottom of the left or right, or maybe we hit it right at the person that's in the goal because we don't have the ability to aim like him. How often are you not scoring goals because you don't necessarily have that control of the ball? Um, I, I would say, I would start by saying that I try and place pretty much every shot that I take. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking actively about where I want to shoot that ball, um, which is great a- actually shooting that ball where I'm intending to, uh, probably 25% of the time. Um, the power that I'm, I'm intending to hit that ball with probably reduces that to about 10 to 15% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would just the, the, th- thought of always trying to place it. I, I, I think that's something that I've always tried to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's helpful because even if I, I miss the placement a little bit, 
um, you know, to one direction. I mean, it's going to hit the middle of the net at the very least. Yeah. Um, so I think at least always having that in mind is fantastic for sure. And then, so I, I want to evolve that, take that to the next step. Would you agree with this is, this is a disgustingly horrible leading question and I'm almost sick to my stomach, just kind of wow. going in this direction. Uh, at, at least, at least starting it like that, and I, it's just kind of annoying me as it's formulating in my head. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. So instead of asking, yeah, I'm, I'm not even gonna ask a question. I'm just gonna say it. So being able to actually place your shots with power is difficult in in the flow of a rocket league game i agree i definitely agree do you does 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 that change for you the idea that being able to take a a, like a I almost said, quote unquote, another thing that I'm trying not to do. Would you, do you think that that changes at all the perspective of these shots being easy for you? Like, does that concept or that thought process spur any motivation at all to be like, you know what? I actually do maybe want to spend time working on that basic shot so that when I get into a game, I have that extra level of confidence that I can put this ball where I want it to. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. I was, I was thinking to myself after I answered the the question earlier, but like, if I have, you know, two minutes, like if I'm, if I, you know, my buddy says, Hey, get online, let's play. Um, and we hop on and, and we're just going to instantly cue. We're not going to, you know, practice. We're not going to warm up in training or anything. I'll hop into the the gold plaid or shots you shouldn't miss training pack. And that's what I'll use to warm up for two or three minutes, because those are the shots that I'm most likely going to have to deal with. Um, in those, in those two minutes, it's just the most beneficial. Um, mm-hmm. So you're withholding information from me. Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> So when you're training, you'd rather work on something that's a little bit more complex. When you're spending a little bit of time warming up, you will spend some time working on those things because you see those more consistently than an opportunity to go for a a ceiling shot double tap. Correct. Yeah. Okay. If I if I have time, if I'm setting aside time to train. I'm doing stuff that I consider fun in the game yeah. versus stuff that is maybe not basic, but uh, the fundamentals, yep. if you will. Sure. Totally. Did you grow up a very competitive person? Uh, describe this grow up that you've said. <laughs> I, I feel like I, when I you were am growing up. <laughs> when you were, when you were going through your elementary high school, days did you play a lot of sports uh i played uh geez what didn't i play i played soccer at a young age i played uh baseball at a young age probably until i was about 
12. Um, and then I played, I grew up in Florida, so I played roller hockey from, geez, I played hockey. I was on rollerblades in my garage, in my front, you know, driveway for, I think when I was four years old until I was about 17. Um, I played roller hockey too. Yeah. I transitioned to ice hockey uh, when I was 13 or so and, and played uh, through college. I played club hockey for my college. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, going back to my rotation answer earlier, I, I feel like I should know rotations better than I do um, because it's very similar to, you know, the the cycle as they call it in hockey Mm -hmm. and just rotating through i feel that there is an extra complexity to rocket league that doesn't exist in hockey i feel like and i've talked to whey protein about this a little very very little because he's been talking about wanting to make some more videos about rotation. And I think that there is some complexity because in hockey, you know, you don't have somebody that just errantly rotates all the way back to your defensive side of the map to pick up a full boost, right? That, Mm -hmm. that doesn't exist in hockey. So I, I feel like, especially as we go on with the game of rocket league, the concepts of rotation will become a little bit more intricate and scenario based uh, than just simply like one person goes, then the next person goes, then the next person goes. Sure. Um, but I want, I, I want to continue. So what do you feel like uh, as, as you were aging and as you were becoming getting to the place that you are now that you have been someone that has really honed in on something and wanted to like hone skills or practice those fundamentals is has that ever been something that you've like really locked into yeah i mean i think playing sports at a at a young age really has catered to to me still playing this game and and wanting to be good at it because mm-hmm. um, it's it's something where you know I I enjoy the practice I enjoy the grind um, and, and this game is it's it's a constant you know struggle to be good at um, you know you'll you'll never master it you'll never perfect it there's always room to grow and I think that's what keeps me coming back and playing the game um, every day that I play it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm fascinated by what you said earlier about just not, and I might misquote you or not use your exact words. So don't if if I am not using the correct terminology and throwing off of what you said, please feel free to correct me. Just this, I don't want to say lack of a desire, but kind of an apathy towards the fundamentals or really honing those in. Uh, I think that, I don't think you're alone in that. 
And as somebody that does want to, for me personally, see my skills go, you know, to a much higher level, I feel like those are the things that are going to push me farther, faster than like, for instance, I spent a couple of days, probably six to 10 hours working on musty flicks. And then I got into a game and missed this super easy aerial. And I'm like, what am I doing working on musty flicks? I could have been working on my aerials and my momentum control and my car control for the past six hours. And I have been working on musty flicks. And that really kind of opened my eyes to, you know, the the value of the time that I put on certain things. And at the same time, there is, you know, especially at where you are in your life and where other people are with this game in their lives, you know, when you only have a half an hour to get into a game, do you really want to hit the same shot for a half an hour just to be able to hit that certain scenario a little bit better when you get into a game? It's kind of that cost and benefit analysis that you have to do uh as an adult, because, you know, we're not all Steph Curry and get to just do this one thing for five or six hours every day. And that's just our life. That'd be nice though. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it It be nice? Yeah. So I, I, let me ask you this. What do you think your biggest motivation is with Rocket League? Um, I think if you would have asked me that question last season, I would have said getting grand champ. Um, and, uh, and I think now, um, I mean, I think, I think this season is sort of a, not maybe a wake up call, but, uh, or just a realization that like, I, I reached what was my goal when I, you know, first was like, Hey, I, I like this game. I think I'll try and get grand champ. Like that, that was the goal. And I, I think this season I've lacked having a goal in the game because I achieved that goal and didn't set a new one. So, um, and hearing you, you know, use words like, uh, you said, you know, what's that apathy, um, or just that lack of, of motivation earlier, like that it's all signs are pointing to, just not having a goal centric, uh, a mindset in rocket league right now, which is an interesting realization and totally. Okay. By the sure. way. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. I just, I think you have caught me at a time where I am hyper focused on my own goals and desires with rocket league and content. And I'm thinking about all of those a lot and my own, personal drive in all of these areas and you are kind of my sounding board not only for this interview but also myself so i i would like to just apologize if i'm going a little hard with the questions because these are questions that i'm internally <laughs> asking myself at the same time no, no worries um, uh I, I know that you didn't necessarily sign up for like some kind of accountability session and, you know, 
where are you going with your life in Rocket League uh, kind of conversation. Um, so I just, I'm enjoying it. Okay, good. I just wanted to get that out there because, uh, in some of the questions that I've asked you, I have admittedly felt a little bad because I feel like I'm going a little bit harder than I normally do. So I, I appreciate you being okay with it. And I appreciate you being open to it because, uh, I feel like it's, it's been a good conversation and it will lead, uh, a lot of the listeners to maybe have those same kinds of questions with themselves. Uh, because I, I do, put a lot of uh, emotion and intention behind this game. And, you know, as, as a person where I am in my life, there aren't a lot of people that can do that. Um, you know, so uh, I, I've been thinking, I will, I will kind of parlay that into t- talking about this. I just watched this interview that Mr. Beast did about uh, his YouTube channel and just how he looks at things. Uh, and over and over again, he said, as he was growing up from 13 to 18, he thought he was weird because all he did was think about YouTube. All he wanted to talk about was YouTube. And in his junior high and high school, people just thought he was weird. He didn't have any friends. He thought he was Mr. Beast thought he was socially awkward because all he wanted to do was talk about YouTube and nobody else wanted to talk about YouTube. And it wasn't until later when he met other YouTubers, he's like, I'm not weird. There was just nobody else that was interested in things that I was interested in. And one, excuse me, one thing that he did that uh, really started pushing him forward in his content creation and on his YouTube channel was he found three or four other creators that were also very motivated and wanted to grow. And when they weren't working on videos, they would just spend time critiquing each other's videos. They would spend time, you know, watching videos together and saying, look at this, look at that. Like they were studying the game together all the time, the game of, you know, making YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And I, as I was listening to that interview, I was thinking that that's what I that's what I need right now. That's what I want is to have these like four or five people that are just on the grind. And I feel like that's what moved people like Squishy forward and Justin and all these guys because they found each other and they were just so driven to improve and they kind of, you know, what what is that there's a, some saying about a higher tide raises all ships. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm close there. And I was, I need that. But then where I'm at or just like how I look at the game and the time that I spend on the game, you know, I feel like my, my initial thought and you know, this is probably not the best way to look at it was, well, anybody that I talk to, I'm just going to overwhelm because this is literally what I'm thinking about all day and other people don't have all day to think about a video game and improving. So how do I find the right people for that? So, uh, I kind of stopped there, but I feel like this conversation has been kind of the same thing. You know, we're going to be playing together for this IGL thing. And part of me is like, God, I hope that, you know, Scott doesn't not want to talk to me because I'm going to be thinking (laughs) about these IGL matches all the time. And he has, a job that he's going to be doing 
for most of the day. And I'm not going to like message you every hour of the day and like, Hey, I found this one other little thing that you need to practice as soon as you, it's not going to be that, but you know, just, uh, the, the differences in time and, and how to find that ability to improve and move forward. And at the same time, you know, have that enjoyment in the game. Sure. Finding that balance. Yeah. I think to, to build on that, I, I want, uh, and I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I want the same things you want. I feel, um, I, I think in the last episode, you said your goal is, is SSL by the end of the year, right? I still have that in my heart. Yeah. I uh, still I mean, think it's possible. It, it's absolutely possible. Um, it, it's, it's just a matter of, of how hard are you willing to work? How, how much time are you willing to put in? Right? Like, Oh man, that just definitely, me, that gets me so worked up. Just you saying that it's <laughs> yeah. definitely something you can obtain and something I can obtain and, and anyone can obtain if, if the, enough time and effort is put into it. Um, and, and that's really just all it comes down to. Um, obviously you're not, you know, you're listening to this episode and it's your first time playing rocket league. I, I you might not get SSL by the end of the year, but yeah. <laughs> um, for the most part, I mean, set your goal and, and and go after it. And and I think, I think, uh, is it too late to reply to your your thread in the Booster Club about goals for this season? It's never too late. Uh, I think I need to do that then. Yeah, get on it, man. Goal. I think goals are fantastic i mean they and i think that you know some people have a fear of setting goals for the fear of not hitting them and not setting a goal is setting a goal like not taking action is taking action mm-hmm. is taking some kind of action indecision is making a decision if and and here's the thing this is the thing about the booster club like you know nobody is going to make fun of you or put you down or make you feel bad for not hitting a goal and if they do i will ban them like they will be gone <laughs> that will not stand in the booster club so if you set a goal if you want something like the likely am i going to hit gc2 like my goal was gc2 in this season and like right now i'm on the cusp of gc which is great and then i still have to gain another 120 points to get to gc2 but i mean the season's long like we could still definitely make it there and you know am i gonna feel bad if i don't get it yeah and am i going to keep trying and keep working yeah like it's it's this fine balance of i guess the it it's the fine balance of you know you want to hit it because that's what you set out to do and at the same time i'm probably going to get farther along in what i want by setting a goal than just kind of meandering my way there absolutely i, I guess i'll say that yeah you can't make it where you're going if you don't have intentions of where you're going. 100%.
Exactly. So I, I will certainly say that I would welcome with open arms a goal from Scott in the Discord. And again, if you haven't joined the Discord yet, if you haven't joined the Booster Club, what are you doing with yourself? Because it's becoming more and more active. Like, I'm, I'm really enjoying it in there. More people are joining. We're having some really good conversations. I think we have like three or four IGL teams now. And I do want to go over replays and, and talk about progress and like shortcomings and things and really make it a community thing that everybody can learn from. I think that'll be really beneficial and a nice addition to what we have going on. And, uh, you know, come set some goals with us. And if you have something that you're trying to move in the direction for, whether it's just, you know, something to keep you moving or something that you're really serious about doing in the game of Rocket League, come on down. Are we going to have a community replay review night? We could do fun for I've been thinking about doing something like that. Are like ro- rotating through like all the IGL teams, like one team gets a, a replay review. Like once a week? Yeah. And a different team each week, something like that. That'd be we, fun. We could we could do something like that. Uh now you're putting me on the spot, but just a suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. I mean it, I, honestly, it's more pressure for the community than it would be for you. Well, yeah. Uh, yes, you're certain. Yes, definitely. I think that is a possibility and it's certainly something that I'm open to. And, uh, I mean, if you wanted to help spearhead something like that, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to it either. And maybe that's my goal. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I definitely think it would be beneficial in, in multiple ways. Um, and for multiple different groups of people. So I'm, I'm certainly open to something like that. Uh, definitely. I mean, any kind of things that, you know, are bringing value to the people in the booster club and, and the people that listen to this podcast, I'm not going to say no to that um, by any means. So I think I think that would be great. Uh, and I think it would be cool to, you know, provide value in other ways to folks that join the IGL section of the community uh, that decide to participate because obviously, you know, we'll go over our replays and we'll talk about our games kind of in our own little groups. And I'm sure all the other teams will do that. You're also playing in, in the 2v2 league, which I think is great. And I think that, you know, having some of our higher rank players be able to support our uh, diamond players and our platinum players and our gold players in working through the IGL and kind of having that support be full circle, I think that would be I think that would be really cool and I would love to see it evolve into that and just be a really integral part of of the community. Um so I think I think that would be really cool as well. So yes, I definitely see that as a possibility. I would love to I would love to have that happen. And uh we'll just have to figure out what that looks like. Um and I will I will say again uh, that I appreciate your your willingness to kind of dig into these things as well. Um, and and let me ask like how do you how do you think you manage as as somebody you know because eventually everybody will be 
old and gray like I am and have to manage a career or a day job or whatever they might be doing on top of having this thing that they're working on like Rocket League you know how do you how do you manage improving at something or excelling at something getting better at something you know and and managing your time in between the enjoyment and the and the work side of it and the work side of it i mean the work side of rocket league not the work side of life so basically how to, how to manage manage my time here with rocket league yeah and just you know taking the time to actually improve and then taking time to actually in, enjoy um constant struggle right I, I think setting aside time to practice um it is a necessity if, if you're trying to get better um and i i think this season is a, a true indication of that for me sort of a, a, a realization of that um because i'm i'm just not setting the time aside to to practice and and i need to if mm. I'm going to continue to to play the game at the level that I know I'm capable, so um, I, I think setting a, a schedule or setting, you know, thirty minutes a day I'm going to work on this, twenty minutes a day I'm going to work on this, or you know, a Wednesday is my day where I just play games. I, I'm, mm. I'm not going to train. Um, something like that. Um, I, I think it's important to to manage that time efficiently because if you're not then the little time you do get to play you, you can waste and that's not fun right for for anything if you had to if if you could say for any reason or if there were any way to make training actually fun for you because again just going back to what you said earlier about looking at those fundamentals do you have any idea or do you have any thoughts on what would actually make those fundamentals fun um i've always wondered why there wasn't an option in training for there to be like a a bot or a goalie in the goal um i feel like it would i don't know if it's a placebo effect but trying to beat a car just sitting there even if it was just stationary um i think that would be helpful than just trying to shoot on an empty net um or if you could program it yeah i, I mean the, you know bacchus mod has the the goal blocker yeah. Um, if you're playing on PC, so, you know, you can, you can block the lower 90 of the goal and, and do it that way, but it's just not the same as, as seeing that car there. Um, definitely. And having it and having it move in a realistic way. I think that would help. Maybe mm -hmm. that's something coming in Unreal Engine 5. Fingers crossed. Well, and that's, the, I don't, you know, I've, I've never really played, well, I haven't done a lot of the of stuff in like the creative mode of Fortnite, So I don't know if you can put bots in or 
control bots or do anything like that with Fortnite characters in the creative mode of Fortnite. But one would think that, you know, there's a decent amount of possibility in what you can do with that creative side of things. Uh, and I'm just thrilled to see what is possible with the game as as things come out with the UE5 stuff. Uh, but Same. I could go on for hours about that. Yeah. That's very exciting uh, to see what what is going to happen there. Um, and so I think for me personally, before we kind of start winding down the show, I would love to hear from people about their your own training in terms of like what you work on. Do you enjoy your training time? What do you think would make your training time more enjoyable? Do you not spend any time training? Why don't you spend any time training? This is this is the one thing that I think I keep on coming back to with the podcast most. And the thing that I'm curious as it goes from person to person is like what motivates people? Like obviously there are people in this game that are I mean, the skill runs the gamut, right? There, but what is it about like a supersonic legend? And some of them are just naturally, naturally get there. And some people put in the work. What is the difference between somebody that is motivated to put in that time effort to get to that place? And like, I'm, I mean, they might not even find it fun. But like, what's what's the difference? And if they do enjoy that kind of stuff, why do they enjoy it and somebody else doesn't? It's something that is just uh, very fascinating to me. So, um, Scott, I really enjoyed this. Uh, and I will I will have to see what things look like um, as, as the show continues to evolve and things continue to evolve. Uh, I think it would be interesting to, um, at some point, do a do a recap of some sort as we make our way through the first season uh together um on the igl and see where we go from here and like hey this is what went well this is what didn't go well and this is why we're feeling this way or whatever just once it's all done just to see how how we feel about everything uh, but i appreciate you taking some time to come and chat with me about the rocket league um any final thoughts for the listeners? Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to say I really appreciate you having me on. I've, uh, I've been a long time listener, truly, a, truly an honor to uh, be asked to be on the show. So just wanted to say that. Um, final thought for the, the listeners out there. Um, I, I would say just make sure you're having fun with the game. Um, I, I think it's far better to be playing the game with people that you enjoy playing it with than it is and to lose playing with those people than it is to win with people that are, you know, annoying you or frustrating you. Um, Cause at the end of the day, it's, it's a game and we're trying to have fun. So uh, I think finding those people that you can play with and, and have fun is how you're going to get better at the game in the long run. Nice. And where can people find you out on the internet? Um, I stream every once in a while on Twitch, uh, Twitch TV, uh, Scott Apato, two T's in Scott, two T's in Pato. 
uh, Twitter, I am uh, the Scottapato, and uh, TikTok Scottapato RL. Nice. And I will be sure to have all of those listed uh, down in the description below. Be sure to uh, drop him a follow. And also, uh, he is in the Discord. So you can always say thank you there as well. At least I think you are. Yep, there you are. I was going to say, if you left, uh, we were going to have to have a talk. Um, <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Feisty. All right. <laughs> and then uh, last but not least... You said you came prepared. A question for the audience. I think I got a good one. Uh, I, I thought about it for a, a little bit before we started talking. Uh, if everyone's memory got erased in the world Whoa. today, right now, and by some miracle, you could choose to remember three Rocket League mechanics when you restart playing, what would they be? Wow, this is intense. That's a that's a very serious question. Would you like to hear my answer while you think of yours? Sure. Uh, I went with the three that I thought were the three toughest for me to learn, and that would be speed flips, fast aerials, and half flips. Speed flips, fast aerials, and and half, half flips. Flip. Yeah. Gosh, I wouldn't even. I don't even know where to start with something like that. With mechanics, I mean, I think like the first thing that comes to my mind in terms of a mechanic is just the idea of making sure that my car is in line with the direction that I want to jump when I'm going for an aerial. Because I, I would consider that one. I mean, yeah. Sure. The, um, the amount of boost wasted or aerials missed because you're going in a one direction when the ball is going a different direction and trying to line up with that is infuriating. And that's one thing that I'm working on right now. I would say being able to, read the ball quickly re reading the ball okay would you consider that a mechanic 100 percent. okay um and then i would just say hitting the ball <laughs> hitting hitting the ball effectively i would say is again going back to basically our entire conversation uh, is one of the most underrated and underappreciated mechanics in all of Rocket League. So being able to read the ball and hit the ball how I mean to actually hit the ball, those are, those are huge. And uh, something that I, w I think that I underappreciated for a really long time so if my hours got erased back to zero, kind of having that appreciation immediately would would just be ecstatic. I'd be ecstatic. That would be fun, right? Everyone starts fresh. 
no no recollection of the game oh gosh yeah i mean if i could if i could just go back if i could go back 3000 hours and know the things that i know now and you know be able to like re rework on everything just have those hours back i would i would be thrilled but that's start with the basics personally yeah yeah that's <laughs> that's just not the way well and just now knowing what the basics actually are instead of what i thought the basics were or just mm -hmm. being able to like understand how to actually improve at this game because i feel like i'm actually finally getting there to have an understanding of what it takes to like be good at this game and i think if I hadn't been so stubborn in the first place, I probably could have gotten there faster, but you know, it is what it is. All right. Well, I don't know if you can hear, but uh, my dogs are barking. So I think that might mean that it's time for me to go so that they don't do something that will make me grumpy. So before that happens, Scott, thank you again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for the boost. Thanks for having me.